a trap that a lot of people are in, myself included, is that we do our quote unquote easy workouts too hard and we do our hard workouts too easy. So a lot of us, our workouts are in this like middle ground where it's like comfortably uncomfortable because of that we actually don't know what it feels like to truly push, or maybe we don't recover properly to truly then like meet our max. Welcome back to the Valley to Peak Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 16. Mark and I cover a few topics centered around high intensity interval training. We'll look at things like, is there value in doing high intensity interval training in preparation for the mountains? Is high intensity interval training versus longer endurance based cardiovascular better? What if you're limited on time? What's the best thing to do? How does nutrition play a role? Is there a better fueling strategy dependent upon what type of training you are doing? We cover this and a host of other topics in the episode this week. And as always, you can reach out anytime with questions or podcast suggestions at info at v2pnutrition.com. Without further ado, here's Mark and I on high intensity interval training and how to fuel that endeavor for the mountains. What, um, real quick for context, what's the, yeah, what's the driver of this one? Was this an idea of yours or was this like an answer to questions you get specifically on like the epoch stuff? Uh, yeah, so it was, it was really twofold and it, so on one part and really this is probably just a good introduction and I can always take out the middle section here, but on one, on one hand, you know, when the death hike, whenever I knew that we were going to do the death hike in Alaska, I thought, okay, this is a little bigger challenge than anything I've ever done. And I know what I've done to train for, you know, elk hunting and stuff like that in the past and long backpacking trips, but I, I don't know what I don't know. Right. So I've been working with a guy, um, out of Australia. I'm actually consulting. He, so he, he trains people for through hikes, trains people for, you know, the physical aspect of going to the Himalayas, attacking Kilimanjaro, it's doing some big stuff. I do the nutrition consulting for him, for those clients. It's been an awesome relationship. We've got to know each other. And so whenever I knew I was doing Alaska, I said, Hey, I would be curious what you would tell me I would do what a tailored plan looks like for me to go do this. He's like, glad to help you. So he built this plan. It's basically it changes every three weeks. This last three week block started to incorporate some H some hit intervals, some high intensity, mm-hmm. um, interval training. And so historically, like I'd never really focused on that going into the mountains and it made me, it made me wonder like what you had done. So that was part one. The second part was, yeah, through a client check-in, she was asking, I'm, you know, basically I've got limited time availability. Would it be better for me to really two parts? One, do high intensity stuff versus steady state and the amount of time that I've got. Or would it be better for me and, or would it be better for me to do resistance training versus any cardiovascular focused activity at all? And so Mm -hmm. I thought this would make a really good podcast topic because I know, I know you dabble in, I know you dabble in the strength and cardio. I know you dabble in the high intensity stuff. And it made me wonder, do you do, or have you done anything high intensity focused when preparing for either a big trip or the mountains in general? Got it. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think it's a great topic. And my head immediately goes when you're like, is it this or is it that? Is it this or is it that? My answer is like, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do some of both. And I think the, 
the level at which you do each one can change either according to your specific goals, according to your preferences, you know, for me, according to the time of the year. Um, but it's like, I, I hate to take, not surprising to you, Kyle, like you don't take these extreme positions. I hate to take the extreme position and say, this one's all you need, right? It's like, need some of both, find that middle ground, feel free to lean in one direction or the other, um, again, at different times. But I think if you ignore all the steady state for high intensity only or vice versa, um, then you're definitely missing out on being more well-rounded. That And that was almost exactly what I had said. As I said, like, it really depends on what you want, right? I mean, sp from a specificity standpoint, it's not really about, I mean, I can see where you would think it's about time invested, like what's the best bang for my buck. But if the best bang for your buck doesn't accomplish the overall goal, that's really just a really bad question, right? Like it's it's mm -hmm. not really, it sort of is misleading. So I think before, one of the questions that I'll, I'll have for you and, and that you and I will toy with is if you had to choose, what would you pick? And we'll get to that. But I think a good place to just start is, you know, defining what high intensity interval training is, what the suggested value is, and then I'm most curious about, because I don't think we've ever talked about this. Do you do any focused or specific high intensity interval training to prepare for your trips out West or a bigger trip like Alaska, where there is a lot of elevation change? Cool. So high intensity interval training, if we had to put a definition on it, what would you say that is? And, and like a general summary, because I'm sure that we both could nerd out and make this real deep, but for the sake of everybody <laughs> listening, I'm going to try not to. Yeah. I don't, uh, I could Google the official definition, but I won't. <laughs> I'll speak from like my head on it and I'm not a professional. I separate the, so high intensity interval training shortened as HIT, H-I-I-T. I personally think of it as you can somewhat separate the first part and second part. So you could have a high intensity and you could have interval training but then you can put them together and have high intensity interval training. And I guess what I get at is like, you could do something with high intensity, but not in an interval format mm -hmm. um, and vice versa. So when you pair the two together in my head, it's like intervals, meaning there's some periodization to this high intensity effort. Um, you're doing like maybe uh, like an EMOM every minute on the minute effort, um, something like that. So like a good like base level high intensity interval training there's thousands of them out there but i would say like okay let's do uh 10 burpees every minute on the minute uh, or for some guys 14 burpees every minute on the minute you're gonna spike that heart rate fast trying to do those burpees and then you're gonna have some level of recovery until that next minute starts so that's like a very base example um of i think combining good. high intensity and an actual true interval type format it's a good definition. I feel like we should just put a, a glossary in the show notes <laughs> for some of this stuff, but I think that that's a, a great definition. So, you know, and, and feel free to, if I miss anything in this, I think a good way for me to summarize it, like whenever I'm trying to explain it to my own brain is basically you're creating periods of time where you are exerting a lot of energy and causing yourself to become out of breath. And you're doing that for a short period of time, right? Anywhere from one minute to two minutes and some would suggest longer, but for the most part, they're relatively short. And then you have a period of rest and then you repeat those for a set number of times 
over a certain period of time. The thinking behind it is that it helps the it helps your body with the ability that it's with the amount of work that it's able to do over time with less oxygen. So it trains the body to supply more blood and more oxygen to help people go longer and faster, which is obviously very relative on steep ascents whenever you're talking about doing something in the mountains. And, you know, like I prefaced this with before we started really recording, this is the first time I'd ever had anything in a written plan suggesting, hey, throw these high intensity interval training things in. And it made me wonder, do you ever, whenever you're preparing either for like something like something like a bigger trip in Alaska, or you're just coming to the West to hunt because that's, you know, different elevation changes, lots of, um, you know, ascents and descents here compared to Missouri, like you've talked about before. Have you ever done any intentional high intensity interval training sessions for preparation for any of those trips? I try to do them once or twice a week, not intentionally per se for like something like a death hike or for a hunt. Um, but I can relate it to like an example of like, if a hunter's hearing this, why would that be beneficial? Because when I hunt, it's, I thought it was all about like hiking with weight and slower steady state stuff and whatever. And immediately when I think of what is the application or benefit to high intensity interval training to hunting in particular, uh, I think of actually this last bear season, um, getting ready to go bear hunting next week, but last spring on a bear hunt, uh, there was several of us and we were out and this was the first day of the hunt. We were glassing for bears and we spotted a bear, but we were also kind of like, not sure if we were going to be able to reach it in daylight. Anyway, long story short, me and honestly, I forget who I was with at the point, me and someone else uh, left and we're like, all right, we're going to start heading that way. Um, and then we did, and we were kind of going quick, but not super fast. And then all of a sudden, this is a couple minutes later, our buddy Tyler Boshima comes like running down after us. And he's like, I saw a bear. It's a good bear. We have to go now. And there's like this very scenario of like lights fading. He spots a bear and he literally was like running towards us telling us we have to go now. And I went from like kind of casually hiking to now like trying to run and keep up with Tyler. And then we start gaining elevation. And so, you know, you may say this is an extreme scenario, but very much it was like, this is an all out effort all of a sudden where it's higher intensity, my heart rate spiking. And at the end of that, I'm now asking my body from a physiological perspective to then try and lower my heart rate and recover as much as possible to have a shot opportunity. And so that idea of there are moments on a hunt where it's like, you have to make this fast climb. You have to, you know, do some sort of higher intensity effort, but then also having your body trained to recover from that well so that you can have a lower heart rate and then maybe make a shot. Um, that's a very practical application of high intensity, um, interval training. And I think it's a, I think that that example is a perfect example, even if it's, even if it were to be extreme, because the idea of train of, of, of throwing this in the middle of a training session is so that if you get put in that scenario like that, you'll, you'll do well, right? You're, you're training your, your body essentially for more work. I've never really in, intentionally tried to just like throw this in. Like I've never set aside a day to focus on this. I am now, so we'll see how well it works, <laughs> but I will tell you this. Do you know the 
most god awful way to train high intensity intervals? Um, I would love to hear what your answer to this is. I did something new this week for the very first time that was god awful, and so I can tell you about that as well. But you tell what? What did you have in mind first? Uh, you're gonna lament with me that this is probably <laughs> true. Maybe it's maybe it'll be runner up to whatever you did because I know you've done these. It's that stupid tire drag. If oh, you yeah. put a weight on that and you do the tire drag, you know, even if you do like one minute on, one minute off, or a minute thirty on, a minute off, that thing is death. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know, like you wouldn't think that it would wear you out that much. It is very, very effective. Yeah. Another really good one that's full body um is doing sandbag get ups. And so sandbag on your shoulder, you're down on the ground, laying down and literally just get up with the sandbag. Um, again, a total full body exercise. It's a absolute heart rate spike lung burner, but you're using your legs and core and everything else a ton. That's a killer one. So was that um, the one you did this week or was there a different one? No, sandbag get ups are one I've been doing for a long time. And actually <laughs> I need to do more. I hate them so much. I avoid them, but I'm also like, they are so effective and so good for you. I need to start doing them more again. What I did this week um, is, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast, but I do this workout group uh, called F3. And basically it's it's led by a rotating member of the group. So there's no like, you don't know what you're showing up to do till you show up that day. And then you're like, so-and-so from the group is leading the workout and he prescribes what you're doing. Anyway, a buddy of mine was like, oh, we're doing the beep test today. And this is relatively standardized they do it in some branches of the military they do it as a a gauge and some professional and collegiate athletics etc but the idea is super simple you have a start line and an end line that uh, mostly is usually do it at 20 meters and then you have this programmed beep and so you start at the beep and you are supposed to be at the end line before the next beep and then you run back and it's uh progressive and so like you start and it literally beeps and says 1.1 and then the next beep 1.2 the next beep 1.3 and so you're just doing this like shuttle run back and forth it starts super easy and when it says 1.1 1.2 that's like the first level so it's you know one the first round of level one the second round of level one etc when you hear it change and now it says 2.1 this is now the first round of the next level which is a shorter beep uh, duration. So you end up going and going and going and you hear these beeps and they're getting shorter. And it's honestly hard to gauge how, how quick they're getting until you basically wind up at some point over long, you make it in this test to being like absolutely peaked heart rate going, going, going. So I made it to, uh, the first level of round 12 and, uh, I was wearing a heart rate strap and all that. And, you know, like a rough, like your max heart rate is 220 minus your age, which for me would be at like 183. Um, and looking at the heart rate data, two things. One is you see that it's such a steady progression. Like it's a pure, like just steady progression of heart rate through this whole test. Um, and I hit like 189. So theoretically, whatever my max is or according to this calculation above my max, which obviously isn't my max, but I mean, it, I was absolutely smoked. So that's an example of, yeah, it's kind of not necessarily an interval, right? Cause it's not like a short duration and then a recovery, but it's definitely an example of high intensity. And I think that's, you know, 
kind of the point of you can do this in different ways, but I would just say overall, don't neglect, um, don't neglect getting there like once or twice a week where your heart rate is truly at that higher threshold. And I think this goes back to a kind of a related but separate topic of trap that a lot of people are in, myself included, is that we do our quote unquote easy workouts too hard and we do our hard workouts too easy. And so a lot of us, our workouts are in this like middle ground where it's like comfortably uncomfortable and our steady state, like aerobic stuff, we're actually doing with a little bit too much intensity, those longer duration efforts. But then because of that, we actually don't know what it feels like to truly push, or maybe we don't recover properly to truly then like meet our max. And so that's one thing I've tried to keep in mind and learn is like when it's time to do an easy steady state workout, it truly needs to be pretty easy. I need to be able to speak not only a few words, but like a paragraph. But then on the flip side of that, when it's time to say I'm going to do high intensity, that truly means high intensity. Whereas I think a lot of us tend to live in that middle, like mushy ground um, and don't really reap the full benefits of those different energy systems. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's great. Same trap that I fall into too, is like the quote unquote easier stuff I'm trying to maintain good pace on, which is probably faster than ideal. Uh, and then on like the genuinely high intensity stuff, I'm probably at bearable pace. It may not quantify as necessarily high intensity. And so it makes you wonder, are you reaping the fuel full benefit? But it segues into um, a question that, you know, I think I'll probably have put this in the, in, in the introduction, but a question that a, a, a member of the program, a client of ours asked this week, basically trying to evaluate what's the best bang for my buck. Right. Uh, between do I, you know, if I've only got so much time from a weight loss standpoint, would it be better for me to do high intensity interval training? Would it be better for me to do steady state cardiovascular training? Or would it be better for me to nix both and just do some weight based resistance training? And it had me thinking like, if you had to absolutely choose, which would you pick? And then kind of let's circle back and try to really look at the heart of her question and answer it yeah i uh without knowing like this question who asked it what their goals are are we i guess we're just talking about like the efficiency of weight loss calorie burn etc yeah you could view not like, like that, a training I... objective right well that's that's the thing right yeah that, <laughs> that's that was my answer to her and and you yeah. know we, we talked a little bit about this earlier is even if you even if you make the most bang for your buck, the scale might move. But if if what you're doing doesn't move you closer to what you want to be good at, you're really wasting more time than anything else. Correct. So it's 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 really you know my answer to her was specific goals require specificity in training. So if you want to become you know, let's just use the theme of the theme of the podcast. If you want to become more efficient and better in the mountains, benching every day is probably not going to do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> even if benching leads to greater weight loss by way of looking at a scale or maybe even better physique or body composition changes, that doesn't change the fact that you're still not good at what you want to be at or what you're preparing to go do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, Again, I really strongly feel that you, for a bunch of reasons, like for health, 
for general performance, honestly, for just like every day, I want to be capable at as many things as I can be in life that you need to have a little bit of everything in your training then. And so for me, it's like, there's times a year where I'm very endurance focused, but that doesn't mean I completely neglect, neglect strength training or vice versa. And so if I start from like the very level, like square one, it's like, I want to hit something high intensity this week. I want to hit something lower intensity, more endurance based this week. And I want to hit some sort of like strength or resistance training this week. And so there's just like three workouts and those don't have to be these massive efforts. So like an example is if I'm like, so currently I'm very much training for the death hike for hunting season, very endurance based, et cetera. So my strength training currently is I want to, I don't have a ton of time. So I want to get as much done in as little time as I can. Let's use the example of strength training, which means I'm short on time. I want to make it as, um, not intense, but I want to use like a full body movement as much as possible. Right. So if I have like a half hour to strength train this whole week, I'm not going to waste a half hour just doing a bench press. And so what I've been doing recently is been doing like at least one session a week where I'm doing power cleans, like full body movement. Um, sometimes that's a full power clean to a press. So literally getting weight from the ground to overhead, full body movement. I can go do that for 20 minutes and smoke myself and also be maintaining and working on some strength. That's 20 minutes a week. So yes, I think do a little bit of everything. And then according to your goals, like whatever performance looks like for you, as you said, Kyle, you do have to then spend most of your time with specificity for that. And I think it, like you had mentioned, it changes. You don't, you know, whatever you, this is, so this is the, the fancy word that's used a lot in our world is periodization. You put attention to a specific objective, you work towards that specific objective, and then once it's accomplished, you change it. So for example, in the winter time, maybe it is putting on muscle and you're lifting more and you're not doing as much cardio-focused endurance-based stuff. And true, that means endurance isn't that great, but you're also not doing anything that's endurance-focused. And then come spring, you transition that focus from lifting heavy or trying to put on muscle to more of an endurance-focused prepare for stuff that you've got planned in the summer and in the fall. And I think that the question bleeds over into, you know, what's the best bang for your buck from a weight loss standpoint? And you had alluded to this earlier. If you're looking at high intensity interval training and you're looking at steady state cardiovascular training, there are there are articles galore online about people favoring high intensity interval training. And that's under the assumption that for the amount of time invested, you burn more calories. So it takes less time to accomplish the same thing that steady state cardiovascular activity typically would take to accomplish. However, because it's so aggressive, you can do it less frequently throughout the course of the week. So again, it loops back to what we always say, which is, You've got to find what works the best for you because really at the end of the week, it's a moot point. If you can go hike 20 minutes per day, seven days a week, are you at any less of an advantage than someone who can only do two sessions of high intensity interval training strictly from 
a quote unquote calorie burn weight loss perspective. No, if, if you were to put, if you were to hook both people up to a, a, a calorimetry, which is a, an instrument that measures how many calories a person consumes during a given period of time, you would see that those people are probably all things equated for pretty equal in terms of the burn, which means that there's no advantage to one or the other from a loss standpoint. And likewise, you don't burn more quote unquote fat doing high intensity interval trainings than you would on steady state because burning fat only comes from creating a calorie deficit, not necessarily the type of training activity is really just a lever to create a deficit to allow fat to burn. So, I think that it really details down to what do you like, what can you be consistent with, and then aiming for that and moving, you know, moving in that direction. Mm -hmm. And I think it's um, like, I, I like exploring these like dichotomies of like, if you had to pick one, which would it be? But when I come down back to like earth and think of practicality, <laughs> who truly has to pick one? Like, yeah. give me the scenario where you have to pick one, right? Um, so it's like fun to explore those areas, but I just always come back to like, you probably don't have to pick, you know, I think even a super busy person who's like, I don't have much time to train. Should I do high intensity? Cause I have a you know, short training window. It's like, yeah, I get the logic of that. Right. Like it's better to go hard for 20 minutes than to go easy for 20 minutes. There's going to be some benefit to that. But I mean, even a super busy person is like, can you do that high intensity effort? Like that 20 minute high intensity thing three times a week, but can you really not find any time in your entire week to have an hour to do some like lower intensity stuff? I think pretty much everyone can. Yeah. And I, and I think that that too circles back to, I mean, this is a totally side separate conversation, but evaluating what you're doing with your time, right? I mean, if you do an audit of your time and you're there, there, what do you value the most, right? Like if I, if I watch less TV, if I spend less time doing something on my phone, that could potentially, I'm embarrassed to tell you when I started tracking how much time I spent on my screen, when that whole feature came out, I'm ashamed to tell you how much of my life I wasted looking at that screen. And it all of a sudden opened my eyes like, man, if I create some structure in my day, I basically get back hours of my day right and and i can fill those for the things that are important to me yeah. and you're you're right like if for, for me you know the the june trip is not going to be easy that will be very challenging for me right and so i wanted to put myself in the best position possible to make it as easy as i could knowing it still is not going to be easy so for a period of time, I have had to adjust my schedule and devote more time to training than I like. It's not going to be sustainable for the rest of my life. But if I have this one goal, this one thing, this one season, I'm willing to find the time to create, to train and prepare for that, knowing that it's going to produce something that I really need and, and really want, right? So yeah, I, to, to your point, I think that you don't have to pick especially especially if you want to be, you know, well-rounded and able to do a lot of things. Like one of the things we've talked about before on here is the ability to say yes, right? Like to not have to get prepared for X, Y, and Z. If someone calls and says, Hey, you know, three weeks from now I'm headed to this location. I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be challenging. Do you want to go? Just the ability to 
be in the position to say, yeah, I'd love to, I'm going to have to, you know, change a couple things to get ready for it, but it's not going to be a deal where, oh man, maybe next year I'm going to have to sit this one out. I'm in no position to be able to go in that when you're a little well, when you're kind of well-rounded as opposed to just focusing on one thing, the ability to say yes is a lot greater. And there's a lot to be said for that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And like when you're, you're training in these different ways, at least with like the minimum effective dose of each one, you're inherently building in variety, right? So you're inherently not going to get for most people as burned out, right? Cause it's not like if you have that day where it's like, Oh, I'm, I said I was going to just do the high intensity stuff. I can tell you right now, there's days you're, you're not going to want to do high intensity, nor are you in a <laughs> place where you physically can do high intensity. Like maybe you had, a really bad night of sleep last night you could go do a you know non-effective quote-unquote high intensity workout but maybe yeah. like that's the day where you're like i'm not feeling it today i can't get there maybe today's the day where i do the low intensity thing and so just yeah. having that variability keeps things interesting but it's honestly just going to be so much better for you in so many ways yeah so from a you know from a like trying to summarize and circle it back from a calorie burn quote unquote standpoint, strictly from weight loss, best time invested. I think it's a moot point. There is some, not some data. This is true. There is some science that says with steady state cardio, you tend to, the, the amount of energy or calories that you expend in that activity is pretty much spent while you're doing it. And then once you stop, assuming it wasn't a really, really, really challenging steady state workout, that burn, quote unquote, also stops. With high intensity, we find that that burn continues over the course of the day. And that's predominantly because the body's expending energy or using calories to recover and repair it because the intensity is so high. So like the fancy word for this would be excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, which is basically saying the amount of energy needed to recover the muscle. So you may burn more calories throughout the course of the day doing high intensity interval training. But again, the the training bouts there's so much if you're doing them right the intensity is so high you couldn't do more than a couple a week or potentially even one per week to allow for enough recovery so i think that the point is is pretty much null because you can do it less often where a steady state you can do more often and again it basically just solidifies further in my mind do what you can manage and then be consistent with it. Do what you like and be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. I had a question for you. So, um, when I was doing, you know, a couple of these high intensity interval sessions, like since I've been hiking more, I've been trying to take care of my feet been prone to like just some issues in the past with them. So I've tried to take care of them and I did, did some intensity sessions on the bike. Obviously I don't have a bike at home, we have a gym across the house, so I went and got a guest pass. Do you think, have I, is there anything, This had, I had this question as I was sitting there to this lady, she was asking me, she's like, oh yeah, you know, do you want to join the gym? You want to be a member? No, and the whole time, no, I have zero desire. I just want to use your bike, <laughs> but I need a guest pass. What, what, what's your play in that situation? Do you, do you play the game and you're like, hey, yeah, I'd love to tour the gym. I'm really interested. Or do you just say, look, I, I just need a guest pass. 
Yeah, I've uh I haven't been there in a long time, but I actually was there this winter of when I, you know, going back to if anyone's heard earlier podcasts and me talking about 10 plus years ago when I was overweight and stuff and then started losing it. A lot of that was in the gym. And I have not other than traveling and being in like a hotel gym, I have not been in an actual big box gym and I don't remember how long. But we had this long stretch this past winter. Um, cause normally it's like, yeah, we get bad weather and snow and I just, you know, I don't mind being out in conditions. I work around it, whatever. But anyway, we had this long stretch where I was like, I had zero options to get outside and do this run. And so I was like, I'm going to go to the gym and get one of those free seven day passes, you know, of like going to check this place out. And, uh, I do, I felt so bad. The lady was as sweet as could be. And I was like, yeah, I've never been in here and I've seen your guys place, which was all true. And I've wondered about <laughs> what you had in there, which was all true. Um, so she's like, yeah, let me give you a quick tour. And she's, you know, all I know, all I'm going to do is go in there and do this one workout on this treadmill. Cause I was like trying to stay on track with weekly mileage. And it was my only option. She's like, there's this over here and here's the machines and there's a sauna and there's tanning beds and, you know, the whole stinking thing. Right. And, uh, I don't know, man, I played along. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like, I'm just here for your treadmill. You're never going to see me again, but it, uh, I don't know. It was, it was extremely, I hate that environment. Like part of what I love about, uh, exercise is just being outside and like getting fresh air. Um, and so I hated that gym environment at the same time. It was like, well, there are some nice things. Like if you're like sitting in the sauna occasionally, and this gym was actually relatively affordable. So I will say that it actually kind of did work on me a little bit as much as I hated running on a treadmill and have zero plans to do that unless I'm absolutely forced to. I was also like, you know, for like, I think this place was like eight bucks a month. I was like, I can actually oh, wow, see the benefit to it. Yeah. So I don't know. It kind of worked. The guilt ate me alive. <laughs> 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 she and, and so I walked in and she was like, oh, are you, you know, are you looking for a gym? And I said, I'm not. <laughs> I said, I've honestly, I've got like, I've got some weights at home that I use. I need to use the bike for three days and that's it. And she was so cool. So really? she basically, oh, she was great. She's like, you know, like, she's like, normally we make you tour the gym. We make you do, you know, all of these things to make you do a sign up fee, blah, 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 blah. She's like, I'm just going to sell you three passes. And I'm yeah. going to ask you to be very honest. And if you come in more than three times to either tell us and, and pay for additional ones or just limit it to three. And I was, you know, I told her, I was like, I'm more than happy to do that. I mean, she was so great about it that honestly, this place is 20 bucks a month. And you, and to your point, I'm like, there's some things in here I don't have in home that would be nice to use as an alternative from time to time. Yeah. If, I, if I got in a pinch or if I wanted to use something it had me to the point of like, maybe I'll just do it to support them. There's no contract or anything. So Idaho fitness factory. Thank you. You guys were awesome. And I was, very, I just was very honest with her. I mean, I still, at first I was like, yeah, just I'm checking things out, but no, I don't have any intention of actually signing up. I just need it for three days. And I really just need that bike behind you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I always wanna... find like, and being on the flip side of those scenarios, like that type of uh, honesty is so refreshing and appreciated because most people would beat around the bush, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, I think it actually goes a long way when you're just like, actually, no, let me tell you why I'm really here, you know? 
yeah she was she was awesome so anyway it had me wondering so yeah thanks man i appreciate you joining and quick summary so high intensity interval training definitely a place for it i think does it need to be the only thing that you focus on and it's probably a moot point if you're trying to get bang for your buck just try to be well versed and be consistent is that your summary too yeah i'd say try and try and do a little bit of everything so get that high intensity get that heart rate really truly up there once a week maybe twice a week uh do some of the steady state stuff do some resistance training uh, which i know begins to sound like overwhelming i still wrestle with this myself but it's like if i just start there like all right one high intensity one longer lower intensity one strength session those can all be relatively short and then i can fill in the gaps with what my goal is for that current season Thanks for joining us this week. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please take a couple of seconds to like it, subscribe it, share it with a friend if you feel like it would be helpful to them. We greatly appreciate all of those things and you just taking some time to listen. Also, if you're deep in the preparation stages for summer and fall hikes, you're interested in dehydrating your own meals for the upcoming trips, you can check out the guide that we just put together on the website. I'll link it in the show notes. You can click it, check it out. If you've got any questions on that, you can also send me an email. I'd be happy to help. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in.